0: Hey, Anchor, how are you doing today? It is in the afternoon. I'm on my way home. It's December 7th. And this Perspective Shift Podcast Thought is brought to you by Personality Tests. All the millions of them out there that help and hurt us. So I want to talk about it because I recently had an experience where somebody mistyped me in one of the personality assessments uh, in the Myers-Briggs. He thought I was a different personality type than what I am. And I've been in... I circle... Or in, involved with a lot of groups where I help uh, type others or bring clarity to the Myers-Briggs system and to the Enneagram. And I'm very passionate about those two things as well as Strength Finders 2.0. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the value of personality tests and what its limits are when it works and when it doesn't. Because... Personality tests can do a lot of good things for us. They bring clarity of mind They, they present us with words that describe inner thoughts and abstract ideas and concepts they, they help reveal who we are, but they do not create who we are So the idea behind a personality test a good one Will show you hidden areas of your life if you're familiar with Jahari's window There are four windows and one of those windows is an area that is hidden from you, but known to others or areas that you're blind to, that's another window in the Jahari's model window model. Blind to you, you don't know it, and the world doesn't know it. So personality assessments, Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, Disc Profile, Strength Finders, uh, Kobe, the, the Big Five, all of those tests, if they're good, they will reveal hidden areas or blind areas in your life. But they will never add value to you. Those things that are existent already within you, we can attach words to them, but we can't create anything. We can't. If you're not uh, in the big five, if you're not an extroverted person who likes to uh, go out and spend time with lots of people and, and emote and, and, and be charismatic, taking a personality test is not going to change that in your life if you're if you enjoy your alone time. It's not going to all of a sudden make you someone else. Consequently, in the Myers-Briggs system, the word extroversion doesn't actually mean what the big five does. It just means outer or inner world. So it's important to define these terms and understand the systems for whenever we take these tests. There are limits to this, though. Personality tests do not describe you to a T. They're not perfect. So don't think you're going to take one, a disk profile, Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, whatever, and it's going to tell you your entire life story. It's it's not designed to do that and if you're taking it to that place then you need to pull back a little bit and Put it in its right context some things that it won't tell you for example some myths It's not going to tell you what job to take It's not going to tell you where your happiness lies It's not going to tell you who to marry or whether or not you should live in Ohio or California or move to another country It's not going to tell you whether or not you should be friends with a person or another. It's not going to tell you how what the perfect version of yourself is. The personality assessments are very good at giving us clues and revealing, peeling back like an onion, little bits of layers to help uncover who you are. But that person's already self-existent. That person's already on a journey. All it does is provide a little bit of clarity to your life that you didn't have before. And if it adds confusion, let me just say that it may not be describing who you are. You, you might be a little bit of a different type within that system. Or maybe you've reached the limitation of that system and you have to go somewhere else, a different model, a different method, a different technique to figure out that dimension of your life. Because you are more complicated than any one system, any one test. Human beings are so diverse. Your birth order affects how you show up every day. Your genetic profile affects how you show up every day. The experiences and the trauma that you've had in your life affect how you show up every day. Your geography, your culture, your value system, all of those things affect and modify how you show up every single day. So understand that there are limitations and no one system is going to tell you exactly how you are. So now that you know a little bit about the limitations, let me talk a little bit about the strengths of the three that I like the most. The three I like the most and use the most often are Myers Briggs, and specifically not necessarily the, the official MBTI, but Carl Jung's work, the cognitive functions that are the foundation of Myers Briggs. The second one is the Enneagram, which is a holistic view of personality, and it's not I wouldn't even I hesitate to say type but it's more about fixation, and I'll explain that in just a moment. The third one is Strength Finders 2.0, done by Gallup, and uh, started with a book by Tom Rath, okay? It's all about understanding what your themes, your talents are, and then it gives you the ability to build skills underneath. Okay, so Myers-Briggs, why is it valuable? Well, let me just say that I profile people all the time, my students, my friends, I have a database of all my friends, and my family members, coworkers, and I did that for a couple years. And then it became something so in tune with my DNA that once I know somebody's type and I have personally confirmed their type, I cannot see them without seeing their letters in their type. The reason for that is because it's, one, it's so ingrained into who I am and, and the way that I think that my brain has mapped a type to a person for my communication skills. Because what Myers-Briggs does, if I know how somebody thinks and how they, processes, uh, how they process information, it changes the words that I use. It changes the uh, inflection. It changes the topics because I want to, to understand how they think. And so if I need to communicate something complicated, I can use their language. It's almost like an English and a Spanish speaker. If the English speaker wants to speak to the Spanish person, it's in their benefit to learn the Spanish person's language, at least the basics, so that they can use the same words. And so that's what I use, Myers-Briggs, specifically Carl Jung's work, the cognitive functions for communication and understanding. And it's not perfect, by the way, it never is. Because like I said uh, previously, we are more complicated than any one system, but Myers-Briggs, what it does will reveal to you what you're best at, when, you, what mental state you're at, how you process information and make decisions at your best and at your worst. It's really in-depth in that way. It's a qualitative approach to personality. The second one is the Enneagram. The Enneagram, uh, I haven't been studi- I've not been studying Myers-Briggs for about more than 15 years. Uh, the Enneagram's really come into play for me for the past couple years. And so I, I'm not in as... Uh, to the same depth as I am with Myers-Briggs, but the Enneagram is awesome. The Enneagram functions on nine different types, and once again, I hate to use the word type because it's more about fixation. It's more about virtues and values. It's more about vices. It's what is holding you back, and when you are younger, or whenever you experience pain, that causes one of nine fixations. So in in the Myers-Briggs system, I'm an ENTJ, which means I'm an extroverted thinker, introverted intuitor, uh, extroverted sensor, introverted feeler. The the long short of it, they call us the the executives, the CEOs, the commanders. We're like the leaders of leaders. We have big vision, big plans. We all wanna take over the world. That does not explain the masks that I wear and I grew up with, my desire for achievement and how people look at me because most ENTJs honestly reject the idea of the community and how they perceive them, they're like, I don't care. I'm gonna be me, and to a certain degree, I actually understand that, and I am that way. I 100% do not care what somebody thinks about me, but paradoxically, I 100% care what other people think of me. It's really ironic, and I could never reconcile those two with the Myers-Briggs system, but with the Enneagram, it explains it perfectly. In in myers-briggs it's about my thinking preferences my feeling preferences and how i perceive and process information but the enneagram is about my fixation the struggle for identity and authenticity and my approach was to create masks to match the social dynamic of the community i was in to get what i needed which was to present an image to be praised it's it's quite a, a problem for me and it's disgusting on a certain level and that's one of the things about the enneagram is it hurts when you when you find out what your type is because my my vice is vanity and I hate the idea that I'm vain but but it rings true for me in some ways and I say some ways but the reality is in a lot of ways in a lot of ways I am A vain person because i realized that i actually love having titles and respect and admiration and here's the thing with threes type threes and that's what i am i'm a three my tri type is a three eight seven a lot of entjs are eights and the thing with that is eights are very dominant and controlling and, and their issue is power their vice is power because they're afraid to be betrayed and i identified with that when i first took the enneagram I actually uh, thought I was an eight for about a year or so, and it's only been in the past couple months that I realized I'm actually a three. When I expanded my view of the Enneagram across my entire life, I realized I'm actually a three. I'm a three, eight, seven, which basically means that I have fixations that have to do with those three different types. So the Enneagram helps me understand from a holistic virtue versus vice perspective, how I can personally develop. It helps me identify my strengths and my weaknesses as far as um, some of these moral elements of how I show up every day, which the Myers-Briggs system doesn't actually address at all. So, ENTJs, or excuse me, not ENTJs, Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram actually work really well together because they address different aspects of personality. I highly recommend that you take them in tandem. and And you spend the time with one first, understand it and when it resonates with you to a point that you can say, yes, this is definitively me, then put that on the shelf, store it, embrace it, sit in it, it's awesome, and then move to the Enneagram or a different system. In this case, I do recommend the Enneagram. Once you learn the Enneagram and you know what your type is, and you might not have a tri-type, there's some theories about there that we're just one type, there's a thing with wings, there's there's a layer of instincts, it gets deep as well. And I don't wanna go into all the details of, of that, but I just want you to understand its approach is not about how your brain processes uh, information and makes decisions. It's about really how you feel about this world, the pain that you felt and how you were chosen to respond to meet, have your needs met in the real world. And so once that seed is set in you in your approach to life like mine is to create masks to adapt to the world, once I know that, I can embrace the reality that that's how I started And then I can start progressing through the Enneagram and developing personally to overcome that vice and move towards authenticity, which is the virtue that's associated with the three. Now, the third one, StrengthFinders 2.0. I've been using StrengthFinders 2.0 for probably about six or seven years. Um, It's awesome. This is a quantitative... Uh, measurement tool, meaning that there's data and it's been testable and there's a lot of statistics that are associated with it and it's predictable and reliable. It's not a pseudoscience. Strength finders functions off of essentially a two-level kind of system. There are 34 different types of what they call themes or strengths. These are like, think of them as like groups, like imagine circles containing skills inside of them, but they're like groups of general ideas like Analytical or strategic or relator, achiever. You know, there are 34 of these different dynamics, believer, for example, activator. These different themes produce skills underneath them. And the difference between a skill and a theme or a talent is uh, experience, essentially. So, underneath, let's say, strategic thinking or stri- uh, strategic as a theme, which is something I have one of those things might be forecasting that might be a skill forecasting is the ability to look at trends in a sea of data pick out the key components uh, of, of that data which may be chaotic and then make predictions about what is going to happen in the future that specific skill of forecasting sits underneath strategic so i can develop strategic thinking strategic abilities and skills but it sits underneath excuse me, not strategic, but forecasting, but it sits underneath the strategic theme. There are 34 of those. If you go and take the test or buy the book, it'll give you your top five, which I highly recommend. And even better, if you want to spend a little bit more money, pay the 90 or $100 that it is to get your top 34 in its order. The benefit of StrengthFinders 2.0 is not so that it can tell you what job you're going to do. It's going to allow you to know what's what themes you have so you can build skills underneath that tree of that the bigger theme that are easier so for example um, focus or uh, let's let's say what's something I'm not really good at activation so there's a thing called activator and those types of people are action-oriented they want to get it started they don't want to wait they don't want to sit and analyze I'm analytical so I like to analyze everything. Activators don't like us. There's a pull and uh, push kind of tension there because they want to get started, give them little bits of information and let them go out into the world and experiment and try and get it done and move forward. That's That's how they are best. For me, I'm at my best when I'm analyzing the data before I act. That difference doesn't mean that because I'm analytical, I can't lead from the front. It doesn't mean that, uh, I I don't belong, you know, making things happen or being the head of a project. Like I belong in the back of a room, just analyzing, um, by myself. That's not what it's doing. What it does mean is that I tend to a place of my approach to any project, any task, anything really requires a lot of analysis. If I know that, that means that if I take on a job that plays to that strength of analysis, whether it's metrics, whether it's understanding dynamics and relationships, uh, diagnosing systems or problem solving, it's helpful to know that I'm always going to approach those things from a logical, uh, analytical point of view. So I'm not gonna go put myself into a job or make decisions, put myself into a position that, that doesn't, isn't compatible what I'm great at so in the entree purpose funnel uh, this is the the idea the model that uh, I came up with you know seven years ago basically at the intersection of skills of opportunity and passion there is success what I will say is this personality assessments don't answer all three of those circles but they do give clarity and insight into how you approach the things that you love doing the most what you're gonna be great at and what, and then you can learn some skills on, on how to approach what the world wants, opportunity. If you can match all three of those things, you get into a sweet center, a sweet spot, which allows you to be who you are, doing what you love, what you're great at and what the world wants in a way that is uniquely you. Personality tests have limitations but the benefits of pulling the nuggets and learning the systems are, you can be more intentional about how you approach life every single day, from the way that you communicate with your spouse, your kids, your friends, your, your co-workers, for how you approach tasks and solve problems, how you clean your house, how you organize it, whether or not you should spend money here or there. The more in tune with yourself that you are and what you're great at and what you're not, the better and more effective your life will be every single time so to summarize take the tests take the tests learn about yourself but put them in the right context don't take them outside and, and, and expect to take them outside of their model and their intention to apply to every aspect of your life but when you integrate these systems you'll have much more clarity less confusion and more intentionality in your life. Have a wonderful evening.